Social media finally gets condemned, but in a rather odd way. Our military is falling apart, and a hero goes to zero, thanks to the Biden administration. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you had a great weekend. Um, now, let's get straight to it. The Kamala-isms every weekend. Well, here's an example that Kamala will never be a good president, a president for the people, because she's only representing part of the people. She only represents a specific portion of the people. And I think this, yeah, this was a, this was a pretty hard-to-believe statement that she made. Listen. It is our um, lowest-income communities and our communities of color that are most impacted by these extreme conditions and and impacted by by issues that are not of their own making and, and so women. we absolutely and so we have to address this in a way that is about giving resources based on equity understanding that we we fight for equality but we also need to fight for equity understanding not everyone starts out at the same place and if we want people to be in an equal place, sometimes we have to take into account those disparities um, and, and do that work. The left absolutely amazes me how racist they are. And they don't even realize it. They absolutely have no realize, uh, realization that what she just said is racist. So in other words, if I have a home or business and my home and bu or business is destroyed by a hurricane, we got to worry about the home and homes and businesses of black people and people of color because equity? How about because we're not important? Pure racist. I can't believe no one sees this. As a matter of fact, you saw those, you hear those idiots in the background cheering it. Do you, do you wonder why conservative me media is waiting to slow play the aid that is needed in Florida, which is a mess right now. These people do not care about white people. Only their political agendas. Suffering does not make one bit of difference if you are the wrong color, which is to say white. The lack of empathy from this woman and from the left is not just incompetence, it's just pure evil. And we're going to talk a little later this week about attacks, because you keep hearing about how white conservatism is beginning to attack and a threat to our democracy. No, it isn't. And it actually is not even conservatism that is doing all of the attacking. So this was an incredible statement by her. She was asked uh, the next day what she meant by this. And of course, she just waved off the question, no comment, walked away. It was, this was a mess. The FEMA director played this back and said, no, we don't do that. We worry about everybody. And everybody is suffering in Florida, not just people of color. So at least the FEMA director's got some balls. And we'll sit back and say that Kamala Harris is full of crap. Well, here's a, in another Kamala-ism. Here is John Fetterman being mentally deficient again. And I guess we're, what we're learning more than anything since the 2020 election, mental deficiency is actually a good thing. 
So here he is making absolutely no sense. At first, I just wanted to check in and see how how you're feeling and how you're doing. I'm doing fa- I'm doing fantastic, and and uh, it's not about kicking balls uh, in the authority or anything. Even the MSNBC commentator looked at him and said, "What? There wasn't even a question. It's how you doing." And he comes out with kicking balls of something. I'm not even going to try and figure it out because this guy's mind, first off, his mind was mush before his stroke. Now it's mush, it's worse mush after the stroke. And this guy wants to run for Senate. Now the good news is he's running against Moment Oz. We've talked about this before. And Oz is caught up to him. And I expect this to get closer and I actually expect him to pass uh, Fetterman by the end of the month. The only problem is he won't he won't actually hold a debate with Oz till the end of the month, and voting's already started in Pennsylvania. So that's going to be the new Democratic uh, strategy now, not debate. And he's not the only one that's not debating. And he's not debating for big reasons. He's not debating because he he's his mind is mush. And he wants a teleprompter, and he wants access to the questions, and all this stuff. This guy is just, he's a fool without the stroke. Okay, so here's here's an interesting story. I think it's a bit of an overreach, but I think it's true. And I think it might lead to something, and it is historic. Okay, so in 2017, a girl named Molly Russell killed herself in London, England. The girl suffered from depression... And there are signs that she was actually bullied online. The coroner ruled what the cause of her death was. And he wrote down that the cause was social media. Not that she was swallowing poison or overdosing on drugs or slitting her wrists. Social media is the official listing of the cause of death. The inquest into her cause of death Uh, said this, quote, The inquest has demonstrated very clearly the significant danger social media platforms such as Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest present in the absence of any effective regulation. This shows that if the government and tech platforms take action on the issues raised in the inquest, it will have have a positive effect on the mental well-being of young people, which is the key aim of the Molly Rose Foundation. For social media, the Wild West era is over. End quote. The accusations focused on the platform specifically of Instagram and Pinterest. Instagram is owned by Facebook, which is now called Meta, and they really didn't have a they didn't really have a comment about this yet. Uh, Ian Russell, uh, Molly Russell's father, he said, quote, Thank you, Molly, for being my daughter. Thank you. We should not be sitting here. This should not happen because it does not need to happen. We told this story in the hope that the change would come about. Now, Pinterest has apologized. And the reason they apologize is because their algorithms actually target people who give information about themselves. So what they do is, they, for example, if I say on Pinterest... I searched depression. It will come up with lots of things that involve depression, including pins that talk about your depression progression, 
you can buy these pins, you can post these pins, um, how bad it's going, and people will comment. Um, and then they would even send, Pinterest would even send emails making you different offers uh, about the current topic, whichever topic it is, baseball, depression, transgenderism, LGBTQ garbage, they would do this. According to Fox News, social media and video sharing platforms contain content showing suicidal ideation, self-harm material, and general reflections on depression according to the UK's National Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Children. A teenager may view that kind of content on top of more mainstream material featuring videos and images of their peers, as well as influencers and models, which may prompt young users make flawed comparisons between themselves and the material they view online. That is absolutely true, by the way. And Facebook, Pinterest, uh, Twitter, they've openly admitted this. They have openly admitted this. And if you open Twitter, for example, I don't have Facebook or Instagram, but if you open Twitter, your interests come up. Okay? So the article, the article continues. The ruling should send shockwaves through Silicon Valley. Tech, tech companies must be expected to be held account when they put the safety of children second to commercial decisions. The magnitude of this moment for children everywhere cannot be understand. NSPCC Executive Director Sir Peter Wanless said in a statement, Quote, Molly's family will forever pay the price of Meta and Pinterest's abject failure to protect her from the content no child should see. But the online safety bill is a once-in-a-generation opportunity to reverse this imbalance between families. Okay, a couple of things. Um, good for the government here. They finally figured out social media companies are not in it, are not good for children. Now, here, I mean, Twitter... Facebook or Meta, they've already admitted their algorithms were made to addict, addict people to their platforms. That's fine. The platforms do target people and they do target, quote, interests or weaknesses of that individual. Kind of like predators. We have known this for a while. This is not something that just came up. I mean, they talk... The... Uh, CEO of Facebook has talked about this in front of Congress 10 years ago. This is just nothing new. Now, here's the thing. The governments will talk a lot, but will typically do nothing. In fact, the reason I think they're doing even this is to control social media companies, control what they allow people to see. Now, here's a reality. There's only, there's only one thing these companies need to do. Make sure that someone under the age of 18 does not join Twitter and make them validate their uh, age. Typically, this is done through a use of a credit card. And this is something that can be done everywhere. They can do this, but they, they don't want to do this. Or credit card, or maybe a, an, an ID, a, an ID with, a, with a number or something. They can do this. In the old days, they used to do this. Now you've got Pornhub, RedTube, you've got all these porn sites, all of these social media accounts, they have no control. You can do whatever you want. You can walk in. Hey, are you 18? You click, yeah, and you go in, and you're, four, you're 14. This happens all the time. 
Now, I do think it's a real stretch for the medical examiner to say that this girl died of social media. That really actually isn't a scientific or a medical prognosis. Okay, and I, I think, again, we're living in a world where politics is more important than science. So I think this is kind of a reach, kind of a stretch. But I'm glad someone's saying it. Because I, I think things in the future are going to be very different for children when it comes to the internet and these platforms. And I do want to point out one thing. Um, I think Russell, uh, what's, his, what's the father's name? Ian Russell? I think it takes a lot of balls for him to blame social media companies for taking his daughter's life. I really do. He's the father. You don't want your kid watching... Uh, going on social media, you don't want, don't give your kid a phone. Don't allow the kid onto the internet 24-7. There are ways of doing it. I mean, we, we do, the parent does need to take some responsibility here. It is not an abject failure of Meta, of Instagram, which is Meta, of Twitter, or of Pinterest that, that this gal died. It is an abject fail, failure of the parents. The parents could take a, this is one of the things I think, I think, Things are going to change. I think children do not believe be, belong on social media. I don't think children should be allowed to have smartphones. I think children's internet usage should be limited. And that is all the job of the parent. Don't blame somebody else. Don't blame poor parenting on your part on somebody else. Now, this crap, I do agree there needs to be... I, I don't think there's any way around it. There does need to be some sort of acknowledgement to some of this stuff. I mean, there's a lot of crap that's pushed. Transsexualism, homosexuality, these stupid challenges that, that they keep pushing and then kids end up going to the hospital or dying because of. And it also makes me wonder, who is actually setting this stuff up? I am a free speech guy. But meanwhile, they will sit back and they will block me on these, these platforms for calling a man by his original name when he's decided to call himself some chick's name. I'll get banned. But meanwhile, a 14-year-old who's looking up stuff about depression or transsexualism, they're not banned. And no, no one is warned. So I do believe right now there needs to be, hey, either you have free speech or you don't. But if you have free speech on the internet, you need to be careful who actually sees it, and that's typically someone who doesn't reason. And that's typically an 18-year-old, a 17-year-old kid. They don't know how to reason. 18-year-old kid doesn't know how to reason. And because there is an addiction element, I'd even say, okay, raise it to 21. I don't know. I don't know. But it's something that's going to need to be take a, taken a look at. Okay, well, this is disturbing news considering the conflicts within the world we're living in. According to Fox News, quote, the army is, ab is about 15,000 soldiers short, or 25%, short of the recruitment goal this year, officials confirmed Friday. That's actually a good sign. It was, it was like 40% short three or four months ago, so it, it, they, they caught up a little bit. Despite a frantic effort to make up the widely expected gap in a year when all the military services struggled in a tight jobs market to find young men willing and fit to enlist. We'll get to all that. That's important part two. 
While the Army was the only service that didn't meet the target, all of the others had to dig deep into their pools of delayed entry applicants, which will put them behind as they begin the next recruiting year on Saturday. Now, mind you, the delayed entry applicants, it means they had people that probably weren't going to qualify to be in the military. And that's going to be important. We're going to talk about that. The worsening problem stirs debate about whether America's fighting force should be restructured or reduced in size if the services can't recruit enough and could also put an added pressure on the National Guard and Reserve to help meet mission requirements. So if you were a reservist, I was a reservist, they're now thinking of calling you up full-time, which means your life is now put on hold because the Army can't do anything about it. They, can't, they don't have the, the people and they need the people. Now, uh, one of the problems the military is having is our embrace of this concept of fat phobia, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Apparently, the military is having to excuse a lot of would-be soldiers because they're just way out of shape. This is especially disturbing news because the military has already eased their physical standards so that women can join the military. You don't need to be able to do 10 push-ups anymore. And, and some of the more co- difficult core exercises, you don't have to do anymore because of equity. Women can't handle the physical standards and that were in place before, and that's why they were removed. They tried to do this with the special forces, by the way. They tried to do this with the Navy SEALs and the Army Rangers and the Army Delta Force. And that didn't go through. They said, no, we have to have, these guys need to be special. I, I don't want to hear that some 110-pound girl can't carry my 213, 15-pound uh, body because she's not strong enough. That's why those special forces have those uh, requirements, physical requirements. Wokeness is also killing the military. All of that critical race theory crap that the military has been pushing for the last couple of years has dire consequences. First off, if you believe in critical race theory, you'll never join the military because the military is there to defend the Constitution. And anti-racists want to tear down those systems, including the Constitution. Conservatives who are more likely to join the military don't like the woke politics of CRT and and critical gender theory. They're sitting back and they're being taught, a conservative is being taught what pronouns he or she can't use. This is not going to encourage conservatives to go in and join the army if the first thing they're going to do is learn the crap, the exact crap they're trying to fight against. What's more of a turnoff are the COVID policies that the military is implementing. After the last two years, the military was kicking soldiers out of the military because they wouldn't get the China virus jab, including special forces like the Navy SEALs. Of course, that didn't slow them down for losing. That that did slow down after they started losing too many people who refused to do it. And they started and they started losing special forces because they wouldn't get the jabs. And by the way, the special forces made it very clear. Why do we need to do it? We're, we're the top fit in the world, and you want us to get a jab that's untested for a, quote, vaccine, end quote, that doesn't seem to prevent COVID, 
and is untested. So it made sense. So the, the military kind of quit that. Um, there are several lawsuits right now by career military people that are suing the Biden administration for getting kicked out of the military over the jab. They're suing the government. They're suing the military. And these suits are typically very hard to get through. Well, they did. The suits have been allowed to continue on. And so those lawsuits are going to go through. Those lawsuits are going to be fought by the government. And those lawsuits are probably going to end up in the Supreme Court. One um, lawsuit was brought up by an army general, or army general, an army colonel who openly complained about it and they kicked him out of the army about, I think it was like six months short of his 20 years. So he didn't even get his full pension. And now he's suing the military. Now, granted, he's not going to see a dime of this for 10 years or so. It's got to go all the way to the Supreme Court, but he's probably going to win it. So the military is realizing that, hey, we can't, we can't necessarily stop people from doing this, but they do have other ways of doing it. According to Fox News in a separate article, the U.S. Army is subject, subjecting the unvaccinated soldiers to punishments, including prohibiting off-base travel, halting promotions, and enforcing involuntary terminations from the service, which active duty service members claim is a strategy to pressure them to abandon their deeply held religious beliefs. This is, again, all about the vax. So what's happening is they're not necessarily kicking them out of the army, but they're making their lives miserable while they're in the army, which the last I heard was harassment. Anyway, the article continues. An army spokesman confirmed to, uh, to Fox News Digital the, that unvaccinated soldiers, including those without an approved accommodation, accommodation exemption, are, quote, subject to certain adverse administrative actions, end quote. Now, mind you, the religious accommodation that you can register for, less than 10% actually get it. So I can be deeply Christian or Catholic or whatever, and I could use my religious exemption or apply for a religious exemption, there's about a 9% chance I'm going to get approved. So they're really pushing this. Article continues, quote, soldiers who refuse the order to be vaccinated without approved or pending exemption requests are subject to certain adverse administrative actions, including flags, bars to continued service, and removed reprimands. Go Mars said the spokesperson. Would you like to join the military now? They're forcing you to do things. Now, when you join the military, you are vaccinated. It's done before you even start basic. But the kicker is, these vaccinations are known and tested vaccines. For example, smallpox. Uh, I believe chickenpox. Polio. These are already tested vaccines. This COVID vaccine hasn't been tested at all, and from what we're seeing, there are side effects, and they don't really stop anything. They're not really vaccines. They're just shots. Well, we can expect to see more lawsuits uh, with this crap. Um, they'll, they'll be coming. And speaking of going woke in the military, so... This is, this is a bizarre story. Several members of the Coast Guard made heroic efforts a couple of days ago after Hurricane Ian passed through Florida. One of the Coast Guards is a technician second class named Zach Loesch. These guys did such an amazing job. They rescued so many people. President Biden called each soldier, each Coast Guard, 
member individually to congratulate him. Uh, there's a transcript, a transcript with uh, a technician second class Loesch was released by the White House. And this is what the pre- this is what it said. Quote, the president thanked them for saving lives and asked for a report on the work that continues to rescue Floridians. He also asked if they needed any additional support that he can provide to ex- accelerate successful rescues. They indicate they have gotten what they need to execute their vital mission. This is great. This is a good thing. We should not nobody. And so far, I mean, there have been words about politicizing this this hurricane. But for the most part, Joe Biden has been openly helping Ron DeSantis. And Ron DeSantis has been completely open and uh, acknowledging that President Biden and FEMA have been helping. That's a good thing. What could go wrong with this nice little story? Where apparently this guy, um, this guy Loesch, yeah, he never got his COVID jab, and he registered a religious objection to it. Well, that religious objection was denied. He's set to be discharged in 30 to 60 days. Gee, and they wonder why the recruitment is down. This guy is flying around in 50-mile-an-hour winds, rescuing people from a helicopter, putting his own life in danger, and our government wants to kick him out because he doesn't want to take an untested shot. A shot, by the way, that, again, doesn't do what it's supposed to do. Don't forget, Joe Biden had around, I don't know, 73 of these shots, and he's gotten COVID twice in a month. You know, it's hard enough to find, for any institution, whether it be private or, pub- private or public institution, to get and keep good people. Someone who is brave, someone who is competent, someone who is willing to risk himself for others. To have someone who is good and get rid of him because he won't do something like get a shot is just idiotic. All right. In our last story, you're not going to hear a lot about this. This is a great story. Uh, you're not going to hear a lot about this because it goes against all the, the LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ pound signed Amber Sand tilde symbol group. goes against their narrative. According to Breaking News 911, uh, Breaking 911 News, quote, a federal grand jury has returned an indictment charging Anna Grablian, age 36, and her husband, Jamie Lee Henry, age 39, both of Rockville, Maryland, with conspiracy and for the disclosure of individually identifiable health information related to their efforts to assist Russia in connection with the conflict in Ukraine. The indictment was returned on September 28, 2022, and unsealed today upon arrest of the defendants. Gabrielian is scheduled to have initial appearance at 11.30 a.m. today in U.S. District Court in Baltimore before the U.S. Magistrate Judge Brendan A. Hirsch. Henry is also expected to have his appearance today, although the time has not yet been set. So, so why do I... Okay, another spy case. All right. Well, this Jamie Lee Henry is a doctor. That's why he had access to this medical information. And he is the first trans 
officer in the army. Now, mind you, he's married to a woman. He has all his parts. He's just a transvestite. He's not actually trans anything. He's just a transvestite. He likes wearing women's clothing. He was a major in the army. So good job giving this guy a position in the military. And I don't know, maybe I was way off here, but maybe, just maybe, you could have told this guy might have some compromising stuff on him by the fact that he likes wearing women's clothes and maybe he shouldn't have given all the responsibility he was given by the army. So this should basically tell us, yeah, this guy wasn't trustworthy to begin with because he already had mental problems. Okay, good deal. So uh, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I do have two brand new videos on, uh, on Rumble. So please go there, subscribe, and uh, click those Rumble buttons. The Rumble is going to be a lot of the stuff that I can't cover during the, uh, during the podcast, uh, especially if it's graphic in nature. And you might also know today I did something a little different. I actually tried to bring a lot more, a lot less news into the conversation. I'm going to continue to try and do that. Try and bring a lot more culture into it because I find culture far more interesting. And since culture is downstream of politics is downstream of culture, I think it'd be a good idea to see some of the cultural events uh, and, and talk about those more than just the news stories. Okay? You guys have a great day. Take care. Talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.